Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God. Breaking news. Everton have received a 10 point deduction. The Fantasy Football Show. We're here. Hello, everybody. My name's James. And for the benefit of those listening to the audio, you're listening to Ask James, my regular YouTube live stream, where I welcome questions from the YouTube community on anything football related. It's just gone 12 p.m. on Friday, November the 17th. And apologies in advance if I sound a little bit different or if there's snivels. I've got a little bit of a man flu going on. I'm going to try and power through this over the next 45 minutes or so or if I've got through the questions a, a little bit earlier, I don't intend to do much more today because I'm feeling a bit shitty and it is an interlow. So I don't think we necessarily need a, an hour stream today. I've got nothing to sell or plug first. So let's get straight into the questions. Tom Hall says, hello, mate. Hope you're well. Was wondering who you thought the better option would be going forward between Solanke or Awen Yee. Cheers, mate. So uh, for me, it's probably Solanke. Um, just because you normally get the 90 minutes out of him. I think Fixture's slightly better than Forrest sort of up till Christmas. Awanyi is kind of more of a 70, 75 minute sort of job, really. So little preference with Solanke. Obviously, he'll be getting investment because obviously he scored a couple against Newcastle in the last game week as well. So slight preference would be Solanke. And I'm hearing noises of people looking to move that way. The fixtures are pretty good for him. Up till game week 20, Manchester United away 16, Villa home 14. But yeah, as a cluster, those fixtures, say if you're wildcard in 19, the fixtures look pretty good up until they are. They do also for Nottingham Forest, whose difficult run starts themselves in game week 19. But yeah, preference for me would be with Dominic Solanke. Jerry Dahmer says, hi, James. I have a non-FPL question. Do you think Fulham has an outside chance of relegation if Paulinho leaves in the window window? and they aren't signing a new striker. Well, they might. Um, I suspect the, the word on the street was that Bayern Munich are probably n- not interested anymore in terms of going back and are looking at some alternative options. So I think there's every chance he'll stay. Would I be concerned for them if he left? Yes, but I also think they've got points on the board and a good buffer. Some good fixtures coming up on the whole. Um, they're well clear at the bottom three at the moment. So they're a difficult team to beat, which I think is to their benefit. Paulini is a big part of that. But no, I wouldn't be overly concerned. If he went, 
and they got no replacements in, then I'd be concerned about them for the rest of the season. But I think they would still stay up. Uh, Jerry says, FPL questions. What are your thoughts on Morgan Gibbs-White as a DRB replacement for game week 13? And would you start Archer if I keep DRB in my team since Sheffield United play Bournemouth at home? I made myself very clear on Monday's podcast. If you've got DRB or Watkins, don't be benching them against Tottenham in game week 13. Play them. Um, and that opinion wouldn't change. Villa are a far superior football team to Sheffield United. Fat. Fixture more difficult. Yes. But does anyone think Tottenham Villa is going to be like nil-nil and dry? And no. Tottenham are going to try and attack. Villa are going to try and attack. There's probably goals in it. So, no, I'd still be playing DRB. Wouldn't be comfortable with anyone benching him in that week. Same goes for Watkins. Exactly as I said on Monday's podcast. Um, so I wouldn't be moving. Villa have got Tottenham away and then Bournemouth away. Then there's a couple more difficult ones. But what do you want to do in 18? So Sheffield United at home is kind of like the plum fixture, isn't it? So, for example, I've got cash at the moment. And I know a lot of people talking about selling him, which is fine. But the way I've set my squad up with kind of rotating players every week, I can probably afford just to carry him through. It's my take at the moment. Now, that might be more difficult for others. And I completely get that and sympathise with that. And it might be, for example, you have a shit bench. You're like, oh, I don't want the RB into City and Arsenal and you want to move it. I get that. I certainly wouldn't rush to do it this week. And I would pick him over Archer. Aaron Hill says, hey, James, went differential captain last week with Saka. And my rank paid the price. 200k to 850k. Not going to lie, it really affected my mental health. My question is, how do you cope with bad game weeks? Thanks. So, um. Look, this is a, a, a bad case, right? I'm I'm never really the best person to ask for this because I know for some of you, FPL might be the most important thing of your weekend. That's fine. It's not for me. It's not even anywhere near first. Um, my mood gets impacted by what Tottenham do, right? So I always say, if I'm happy with a decision leading into the game week, I've got no control of what happens next. It will be what it will be. You chose to captain Saka, and I think that's perfectly reasonable at home to Burnley. I would have done the same probably if it wasn't for concerns about his fitness, it's fine. You had your reasons for doing it, right? It makes sense. It's not like completely wild or out there. Saka at home to Burnley. It's fine. Salah and Haaland have both gone off pretty big when you would have probably expected them to return, but because you always do, but not go off big. You're unlucky. How do you cope with it? I don't know. The way I always look at it, it's easier said than done, but I always think like, come Monday, what's different? If I have a game week rank of 10K or 10 million, what actual difference is there to my life on a Monday morning when I go into the pod? So if the game week rank is 10K, we're going to laugh about it. If the game week rank is 10 million, we're going to laugh about it. It's the same. It is easier for me because I'm I'm so driven by the focus of the content rather than what my rank is. Like, again, it's easier said than done, but I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to win FPL. And whether I finish 5K or 500K, my life is going to be exactly the same. And I know that it's a game. And like any game, right? No matter what it is, even if you're you know, playing something on the PlayStation, whatever, you want to do well, right? Football manager, right? You, you lose and you think, oh, I can't turn the game off yet. I'll have one more game. Like I get that. I understand those emotions and stuff, but it is just a game. Um, and if we can try and remember that, that helps because there has to be more important things in life for the majority of us generally. And if that's not the case, 
I would suggest trying to find activities that make the weekend more interesting. And again, I know that's easier said than done for some of you, but it's just, it's not that important. So I know if I've had a really bad game week, I'm going to get bantered on a podcast, right? So I'm prepared for that. I've got to talk about the games. I've got to laugh a bit. From that perspective, it's probably easier because I've got to mentally psych myself up for the fact I'm going to take a slap in off Sudge, right? But yeah, it's Tottenham effects. So you can flip it the other way and you say, why do you get affected by Tottenham? You can't control it. It's been a part of my life since as long as I can remember, right? So that impacts me more whether Tottenham have a good weekend or a bad weekend. And I've actually had miserable weekends when we've won because we haven't played well. And I've had good weekends when we've lost and we've played well, right? So it's not always definitive by the result necessarily. And that probably relates back to FPL. Like you presumably, Aaron, were happy with the sack of choice. So, okay. He didn't work out, but it easily could have, right? He has a shot in the first half that Trafford like, tips just over. If that goes in on top of the assist, he's not far behind Holland and stuff, right? And your rank probably, probably hits a little bit of a dent, but not quite as badly as it has. And also... He's very early in the season, right? So you can recover and climb that back up, no problem. Jerry Damiou says, uh, and for free hit 18, are Forest assets worth targeting since they face Bournemouth at home? And who would be the ideal goalkeeper for that game week? Is it Leno or Pope or even Vicario? For that game week specifically, um, probably Pope. Like if you were free hitting that week, I think I'd probably be going Pope Trippier plus one offensive Newcastle, which at the time of Ryan, I guess, would probably be Isak, right? Because Wilson's going to be doubtful even by the time that comes around. So probably Pope from that perspective. Whereas with, say, Tottenham, like you could go like Poro, Sun, plus another one, right? Doggy, Brennan Johnson, whatever. And of course, with Newcastle, you go Andy Gordon. There's a few others as well. I'd probably prefer Pope from that perspective. In terms of Having Forest assets because they've got Bournemouth at home. Well, look, more importantly, the, the run is okay. So I understand why they're being considered. But I wouldn't get blinded by it. Oh, it's just game week 18. Like, Wolves have a decent run. But it's a difficult fixture against Chelsea in 18, right? Chelsea, we know, come into a good run. But if we were free hitting away to Wolves in 18, maybe you wouldn't go mad. But to have those players in that game week, like, it's fine. So, I mean, if I was free hitting in 18... I'd definitely be treble Tottenham, treble Villa, treble Newcastle. Um, I'd I'd go Mo because he'd be affordable. Um, I think I did one. We, we did it on the podcast, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? And I I had it set up with that and Salah and Bowen. So Bowen home fixture against Manchester United. More trust in that than Alwyn Yees or Solanke's, to be very honest. So yeah, don't get blinded just by game week eighteen. It's obviously right to build to it. And that's what I'll be doing. But don't get blinded just by 18. Avtanch says, Hi, James. Would you do Martinelli or Son to Bowen, irrespective of whether Martinelli returns to fitness or not? Well, Martinelli started for Brazil last night, so he's fine, right? If FPL haven't removed the flag as yet, then they should hurry up and get on with it because it's fit. He started for Brazil last night. There's no problem. Um, Would I move either to Bowen? maybe Martinelli. I wouldn't want to move Son against Villa's high line, to be honest. It feels like moving him on in 14 when he goes to City feels, okay, I get it. Now that's the worst fixture. Makes a little bit more sense. Son will have a chance against Villa. Certain of it. More certain of it than I'd be of Bowen or Martinelli, actually, in a weird way. Now I'd probably captain Bowen over Son 
granted, I wouldn't sell Sun, I don't think, in that fixture, despite what I've said about Tottenham. So it would be Martinelli. Martinelli might be on the chopping block for me. That I'm in a position where I've got all three of those players. Martinelli to Mbumo might sound wrong, but getting that ready for game week 14 might be a move that I look at. But I must be honest as well, like I've really switched off this week because I know players have got to get through the internationals and stuff. And I don't need to overthink this when, you know, people are saying, oh my God, Haaland, Haaland's got a problem now. Right? Well, Haaland came on as a sub for Norway last night and he finished the game. So how much of a problem is it? So, but, you know, if suddenly he's out, right, okay, Haaland to, I'd probably go Haaland to Nunes and I'd probably get Salah in for Martinelli, right? Even though they're playing Man City away, that's probably what I'd do. So uh, I'm not in a position to be overthinking from that perspective at the moment. It would probably be, if all's fit and well, Avtanch, I would consider Martinelli to Bowen. Martinelli, I wouldn't say I regret getting him in last week because I got him in for Arsenal's four fixtures and they're attractive. But uh, the original plan for me would have been to go Madison to Mbumo. And even though obviously Mbumo didn't return either, I'd have probably benched him. I might have been just going that route. I might have been one transfer better off in the long run, which might save me a minus four down the line. Andrew Sands says, morning, James, currently on the throne. Wow, amazing, mate. Thanks for sharing. Uh, The best managers smell rotten eggs. Fergie, Pogba, Pep, Sancho. Could Cole Palmer be a rotten egg? Um... I don't know what would what would suggest that about Cole Palmer. Um, what because City sold him. I mean, they were compensated with a very good transfer fee from Chelsea, right? Most people going, oh my god, forty seven million for a guy who's made like twelve Premier League appearances. So it wasn't like City didn't receive a good offer. I don't think they were willingly trying to sell him. I think it probably came down to Palmer looking at it and going, how much am I going to start this year? Okay, not a lot. Fine, I want to go. So, no, there's no suggestion at all that there's anything wrong with the mentality of Cole Palmer. Uh, Nikolai says, hi, James. Hope you and the family are good, mate. Going to use next game to decide whether Son is going or Saka is going. Working towards a Haaland return. Cash to Pinnock bench this week. Faults. So, again, like, look, Brentford are good fixtures either side of 18, but they don't have one in 18. So, do you want to get sucked into that? Now, you might be free hitting in 18, in which case I go, cool. Yeah, great. Crack on. I'm not sure I'd want to get involved in that. With Mbumo, there's a certain ceiling of why I'd be looking to go there, right? With Pinnock, hmm, not so sure. Now, you might be sitting there and going, well, I've got no Man City at the moment. I can afford it. Of course. Yeah, you potentially can. Um, but then you're also relying on 11 or 12, probably 11 other outfield players being in a good condition for 18 and you still wanting them there, etc. So I'd have a consciousness of that. Therefore, they wouldn't be at the top of my agenda. I'd still think Newcastle, to be honest, it's difficult to get into Lascelles at this moment. But I think Livermento owners, as I said on Monday, will probably get their payback in the next one where it will definitely start against Chelsea. And then I think you'll probably play quite often. So I'd probably be more interested in that. Failing that, I still think Arsenal over the next couple. Now, admittedly, Arsenal defensively looks bad in 18, right? You don't necessarily want to look at their players away to Liverpool. You could look at little chain moves. So, a Gabriel or Saliba for three weeks. Move that on to Chelsea in game week 16. That would give you really nice fixtures. I mean, if you do that, for example, you've got Brentford away, Wolves at home, Luton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, um, sorry, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, and then continuing Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home, right? So over like a nine game week period, that's a great run of fixtures, right? He does admittedly cost an extra transfer. 
I don't know. I just wonder how much would you start Pinnock? Presumably 14 against Luton. And I presume probably at 16 against Sheffield United as well. But this week feels like a, an issue for defensive players. So I'd want to be playing ideally offensive players. So at the moment, my intention is not what I'd normally do. But I've got Cash, Watkins, Udogi, Son. My intention at the moment would be to play all of them uh, in game week 13 and just stick them all in for offensive purposes. Um, Nicola saying needs to free up money. Yeah, get that. Get that. As I said, I'd probably just prefer Livramento as, as the option. Uh, Nicola also says, finally, if possible, I'd like to add a new goalkeeper in coming weeks as I've only had one clean sheet all season. Uh, who would you be looking at? Sanchez. For similar reasons to what I just said, doesn't feel ideal like Newcastle away. Um, and so you probably wouldn't make the move this week. But then from there, you could make a case even from 14 onwards, it looks fine. Maybe not for a goalkeeper, but that run from game week 16 up to 21, at least short term, is is really good. Um, so I think Sanchez actually, and that's the one I'm looking at, Johnson to Sanchez in game week 16. Uh, Billy Taylor says, uh, Wa Guan Jimbo. I always wondered how you speak so coherently in podcasts. Do you do any rehearsing or have you had any media related training or is it a case of just knowing your stuff? <laughs> Difficult to talk about yourself um, from that perspective, Billy. Um, what I'd say is, have I had media training? No. Um, I did study a bit of media at A level. Um, no, I think it's probably have just watched so much analysis of football over the years has probably helped. Um, I suppose there's a case to say I know my stuff a little bit. So he probably is that. It sounds wrong saying it. So, yeah, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you, mate. Uh, Lars Foran says, Solanke versus Alvarez for week 13 to 17. So I'm on Alvarez. Um, and I think it's possibly expendable but not expendable enough to make me think I want to make that sort of move. So the luxury one would be, can I make Darwin Nunes happen? Switching Alvarez to Solanke, nah, not, not keen so much. If I was buying new now, because of game week 18, I, I arguably, <coughs> excuse me, I arguably would go Solanke if buying new between the two players. Um, but I don't have a huge interest in this moment in moving Alvarez to Solanke. It might be something I come back to in 17, I think. And look at just punting Solanke against Luton and Forrest before wildcarding. Billy Taylor says, also, I brought in Evan Ferguson last week and captained him. Turned out all right, but I'm now thinking to switch him out for Solanke immediately as I now regret the transfer thoughts. Yeah, I shouldn't regret it, by the way. Just damn unlucky. Um, I had him on the, the top 10 for captaincy last week, so it looks certain he'd start. But yeah, as covered Monday, like... I mean, Matoma's the only one you could make a case to have in at the moment, despite the fact there's still some good fixtures coming up. And he might even be expendable to me because it's a pain in the ass, just knowing from week to week what the Zerbi will do. And if I'm suddenly looking at a midfield, for example, that's say Saka, Sun, Bowen and Bumo, just as an example, right? Them four are always starting. So if I'm sitting there with Alvarez, Watkins and Haaland as well, like what is my use for Matoma? Like, cool, yeah, great, luxury. But he's the one I'm be thinking, I don't know, does he start, you know? And I do think he'll he'll start the majority. And I still think he's potentially a good asset. But yeah, I may look to move that on. Anything else I add at Brighton, I'd be looking to move on. Not necessarily this week, I should add, because I don't think Forest away is not a terrible fixture. Um, but I think 14 would give the excuse. 
definitely by the time I'd hit 17, I'd be looking to move anything on. But I think in that case with Ferguson, yeah, that's a comfortable one where I'd say move it on, Billy. Michael Scott says, hi, James, using free transfers. Would you move Mitoma to Bowen? Here we go. This week as captain, a move Sun or Bowen to Mbumo in 14 or just go straight to Mbumo. Mids presently, Salah, Sun, Saka, Mitoma and Palmer. Look, if you're if you want to get Bowen in and captain him at Burnley, and I think that's something that will possibly grow in popularity a little bit, um, then do it. That's that's quite straightforward and obvious, right? You're getting a player in because you think he's the best captain, so you you do that. You do that, you go Jared Bowen. Um so Mitoma to Bowen, fine. Sun to Mbumo, 14, obviously free up some money as well. You might want to come back around for something like here and Trippier. Maybe it enables. I don't know, a 4.5 forward to a Darwin Nunes or something, for example. So, yeah, I would go Bowen first in the first instance, Michael, and then judge afterwards, leave yourselves a couple of options, mate. Uh, just a dad posting stuff says, hi, James, I played a game dole as, but even I don't think I can captain Salah or Haaland this week. I'm thinking Bowen, would he be your first choice? Got Son and Watkins also. So my first choice for captaincy in 13 would be Haaland and my second choice would be Salah. If I had everybody, yep, fairly certain that they'll be the top two on my my captaincy uh, for the deadline stream next Saturday morning. So it's normally a high scoring game. Salah has a good historical record against Manchester City, shouldn't be feared. Holland in a home fixture against Liverpool shouldn't be feared. Is anyone going to be shocked if the game's like three two or three three or it's going to be goals in it, right? Surely. So I still think they're the best two. I do think there'll be goals in the Tottenham Villa game as well. I have a nagging with West Ham. West Ham at Burnley. So Burnley have lost every home game and Bowen has scored in every away game. Right, so you know what's coming, right? 1-0 Burnley. And that would be quite a typical West Ham thing to do, by the way. Such would tell you that. So, look, Bowen, great asset. Would I, you know, the previous question has said, where the caps him? Like, fine, crack on. If you want to do it, great. There's every chance he'll be third. But I don't think we should fear Haaland or Salah captaincy. In 13. Um, I think it's close enough as well that from the ownership perspective, those two players will look after you as well, particularly obviously in Holland's case. So it's Holland highly likely for me. Um, I don't own Salah. The preference would be Holland over Salah anyway. He's bowing the best of the rest, arguably. I don't think Son or Watkins are bad either, though, by the way. JP says, Hi, James. Do you think Son is worth keeping still on both Sky and FPL? Uh, I do for this game, the Villa game, yeah. Then there might be a decision to make. Look, the problem with Sky, JP, is there's no there's no exit, right? The exit, well, the only exit would be to buy a Fulham or Wolves player on on Monday week when they play each other. So you could do that. Otherwise, there isn't really an exit because they go last, 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 and then there's a single game day against Nottingham Forest. So keeping feels like a more sensible solution, particularly for Sky. I think for FPL. Like, where do you want to go so desperately this week? Is it Sun to Bowen? Like, okay, I, I potentially accept that as as a move. Fine, and it spreads some money. Otherwise, I don't know, is it really appealing to sell him this week? It seems, I've seen people bashing about, Sun can't score without Madison. He's played one bloody game without him. And Tottenham might look different if, as I suspect, the Celso comes into the team. Now, the Celso can't replicate Madison, but he can free up space and at least link the team between midfield and attack. And we might feel very different after Villa. City away is not even a bad game for some, right? Good historical against them. You know the space will potentially be there in behind. I think no John Stones for City, if that's still the case. 
would be quite helpful for Sonny. So I'm not desperate to move on. Um, I'll be honest, he's probably going to stay for me. I think certainly in Sky he stays, definitely, unless he was to get injured. Um, FPL is questionable. I have looked at a potential minus four for game week 14, which would be Sun to Salah, Martinelli to Mbumo, and Mitoma to a 4.4 mid. Um, Now, I'm not in love with that. Now, I can do it because I've got eight attacking players, right? So that 4.4 could just become my my last sub, but I'm not, I'm not in love with that. And I'd still like to have Sonny around for game week 18. Now I can do that because Holland will blank I could sell Holland for Isak. And I could get that 4.4 back to Huming Sun. And that's the sort of thing I'll maybe consider. Um, I've got my eye on that maybe, but I think he's more likely to stay for me, Sonny, to be honest. Anish Patil says, hi, James, start two of Lascelles, Cash, Maguire, Palmer, Archer, at least one defender. Okay. So there's been conflicting reports on Botman. There were some suggestions of a setback, but I understand the report actually read if he has a setback, he'll need an operation rather than he's had a setback. So Lascelles could be a problem for me and a few others quite soon because the word earlier in the week was that Botman was, was running on grass. Um. I would say from that, pick cash for what I've said, the offensive reasons. I wouldn't be too excited about a clean sheet for Lascelles and Maguire. Everton have been good offensively. I think cash, Lascelles, Maguire from that order. Palmer on penalties at Newcastle, and let's see how weakened they are. But my instinct would be to start that. Um, and I think in your circumstance, yeah, I probably would play Archer against Bournemouth. So I think probably... Cash Palmer Archer and then Lascelles over Maguire would probably be the way I'd do that. Michael Scott says, having switched Shimikas to Livramento, is he a hold or tail between legs? Go back to him in 14. Go back to Shimikas. Nah, probably not. I'd look at them fixtures. Liverpool's particularly, there's two real kind of horrible ones in terms of rotation. It's Liverpool 14 to 16, and it's Chelsea 18 to 20. And that's because in both cases, they play on the Sunday, Wednesday night and the Saturday lunchtime, right? So Shimikas probably ain't playing all three of those games. Now, you might feel better looking at Shimikas away to Palace in 16 rather than Livermento away to Tottenham. But if Shimikas played against Fulham and Sheffield United, I'd be nervous about whether he played against Palace, to tell you the truth. So I wouldn't necessarily reverse that as it stands. I certainly wouldn't this week anyway, obviously. See how you feel, obviously, after City-Liverpool. Um JP says, still need to watch uh, Sky Fantasy Pod, but sadly sold Shimikas for big tasty. That's Jamel Lascelles. First year playing Sky. I hope you're enjoying it, mate. Uh, James Wright says, uh, hit the like, everyone. Yes, please, everyone. Uh, which option? Cash and Wilson to Trippier and Solanke for free. Or Cash and Mitoma and Wilson to Trippier, Bowen and Semenyo for a minus four. This comes down to how much you want Jared Bowen. You obviously want Kieran Trippier. From that, you're obviously not fussed enough by Solanke because a different option doesn't have him. So this essentially comes down to, James, do you want to take a minus four for Jared Bowen or not? I would say I'd go to Bowen route, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hill says, random question. Is someone who also uses the FPL team, is there a feature or anything you would like to see added changed? 
Well, the one thing you should know um, on FPL team is obviously my projections for the blanks and double game weeks later in the season is, is available on the app and the website. Although Pete's not in the country at the moment, so he hasn't quite updated it yet, but I'm sure he'll send an update once he has updated it. And uh, he's possibly listening to this. Yeah, Pete, give it a little update, please, mate. Um, uh, listen, it's Pete's website, right? I, to be honest, me and Pete are in dialogue quite a lot, right? Um, he's one of our patrons. We're happy to support the work he does. Obviously, the, the deadline streams and the team news streams are doing in partnership with, with him because we think a lot of his work, I think the site's outstanding. I've said it's the one FPL tool I can't live without. So, yeah, me and Pete, occasionally I'll, I'll raise the odd suggestion to Pete. I mentioned about the, the colouring of players with with flags. Um, I think there's, there's possibly better ways of doing it, but Pete is very skilled with what he does in, behind the scenes, right? I'm just a football guy. So, yeah, sometimes we bounce some ideas. Um, around with each other, but I love the site. It's it's great. It's simplistic. It's easy to use. Uh, JP says, do you think Johnson is a good sky asset after you guys get some stability? No, I wouldn't dive into Brennan Johnson. Um, Sun worth the extra or at similar-ish price, right? Romero. So no, for sky, not so much. No. Uh, Horia says, hi, James, who would you sell first? Trippier or Sun? Considering want to sell both to get Holland back in fourteen or fifteen, um, I think the answer to that question, in all seriousness, will, will lie with what happens in thirteen and how we feel about Trippier amongst Newcastle's injuries and how we feel about Sun, considering Tottenham's injuries. But I wouldn't be in a rush to sell either this week, so I'd give yourself some space. My instinct on that would be probably sell Sun. Um, probably be an easier way of doing it. And that's not to say Trippy is a better asset than Sun. Um, I just think your manoeuvring of what you probably want to do might be a little bit easier from that perspective. Uh, Suj is sending me WhatsApp messages. Um, oh my God. Breaking news. Everton have received a 10-point deduction, which will be applied immediately after being found to have breached the Premier League's profit and sustainability rules, the punishment is the biggest sporting sanction in the competition's history and leaves Everton 19th in the table. The club said it was both shocked and disappointed by the wholly disproportionate and unjust ruling. Everton have said they intend to appeal against the decision. That's huge news. That's just read from the BBC Sport website. Thank you, Serge, for sending me that. Um, that's some staggering news, um, which potentially have some big implications further down the line for Chelsea and Manchester City as well, which you won't hear about this season, as I keep saying. So that's the shocker. But um, in reaction to that, what I'd say is if that was going to happen to Everton this year, better than any. So, OK, they've got dumped down there with Burnley, Luton, Sheffield United. Right. Well, fight your way out the paper bag. You've got a chance because you're better than those three teams as it stands. So, OK. He's dropped them to 19th. Ordinarily, it'd probably drop them to 20th, right? The points total they'll need this year won't be as big as it normally would. And some of you will have heard me say in the past that Everton are fated to never get relegated. They will always find a way. And I would still fancy them to get out of that, actually. So, but that that's, that's big, shocking news. I didn't think that would be the case. Obviously, Everton do have the right of appeal. And obviously, it could be a lesser deduction, right? Could come down to six, seven, even even less, right? Um, it's probably more what I can't get out of my head is that was one charge against Everton and we know how many are lingering against Manchester City. Um, that is 
Big news. Surge, I think we might have money in football sorted for next week, mate. Uh, MRCX says, hi, James. Hope you're doing well despite the man flu. Uh, thinking about moving on either Martinelli or Jota. Probably get Saka back in. Who would you move? That tough. Jota could contribute over some good fixtures here, but I don't think he's in Liverpool's best team. And that would alarm me carrying a player like that. To be honest, I did a piece for Advanced Tears yesterday looking at differentials over Christmas. And I flagged Jota as a really good option because obviously Salah began to AFCON and stuff. Um, but ironically, probably would be Jota. I'd, I'd move on out of that at, at the moment, unfortunately. Um, Christian Nikoloff says, Hi, James. Option, opinion on cash to Kilman. Uh, plan on playing him. Uh, in 13, 15, 16, Wolves look kind of good. Wolves look kind of good. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to disagree with that sentiment, mate. I think that's absolutely fine. They've also kept one clean sheet this season. We expect him. Now, we've highlighted them in the past because Fulham away, Forest at home, and then, um, sorry, Forest away, yeah, Forest at home. What other week did you say? 15. And Burnley at home. So Fulham away, Burnley at home, Forest at home, three great fixtures, right? They probably got the best of those three weeks. Brighton would be another option, but you can't get involved with that particularly. Um, Arsenal's free over that period are okay, but they're all away from home. That doesn't feel particularly great. So look, if you're looking specifically for 13, 15, 16, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't I don't mind that in terms of Max Kilman. I, I think it's fine. Obviously, Craig Dawson suspended for the trip to Fulham, so can't be him. I would consider Ray and Eight Nori, by the way as an alternative and I'd probably prefer that it's a little bit puntier and there's a little bit more risk in it but I'd prefer it um, Get Carter says hi James thoughts on Fulham defenders they have some great fixtures up until game at 25 yeah I've spoken about them a little bit because they recover, they cover 13, 16 and 18 really well home games against Wolves West Ham and Burnley the only one unlike with this one where there's a clear oh eight Norries playing left midfield at the moment with Fulham I'd be concerned about Tete's return and the potential impact on Anthony Robinson because Castagne could move to that side. So Robinson more interesting offensively. Um, if Diop or Adrobio were to get back fit, and I think Adrobio's close, Bassi might come out of the team. Bassi would probably be preferred over Adrobio, but he's playing right-sided centre-back at the moment, which isn't great. I'd be surprised if Ream didn't play over Bassi as it stands. So Tim Ream's the only one I could look at, really. If you want a bit of Fulham defensively, excuse me, it's a goalkeeper really, isn't it? Greg Williams says, hi, James, who do you think are the best five defenders to have going forward if wildcard one already used? Um, we're not wildcarding into all five defenders, are you? So I still think a bit of Arsenal, so Saliba, I still think a bit of Newcastle. So ideally, if there's no budget restriction on that, Trippier. I think actually, although it looks tough the next few, I think Pedro Porro. Um, Tottenham will be a bit better defensive when Romero's back which is obviously from the West Ham game in game week 15 and then actually Tottenham's run up till kind of April is pretty good um, Sapporo Shimikas at the moment until Robertson's back fit um, I wouldn't quite know at this moment which Chelsea one to go to but I guess the answer is as everyone keeps saying Reese James in game week 16 we will be there uh, FPL Gold Galazzo says, good morning, James, uh, aka FPL Top Advisor. Thank you. He says, no FPL question, just wanted to say, 
smash the like button you mugs cheers mate have a great weekend uh paul kitt says hi james thanks for the amazing content how would you rank the following midfielders in terms of priority to own for the next six game weeks he's got sun saka bowen eze and bumo palmer thanks a lot um that's, that's difficult right because to be honest I'm inclined to almost say nearly the order that you've written them because it's price. You've written them in price, except for you've got Eze in front of Mbumo. I think Mbumo over Eze, I would say. Palmer's going to be a really great option, but it's enabler. So, I mean, the thing is, it's difficult to compare an Eze with good fixtures versus a Sun with a couple of difficult ones. He's playing up front for one of the better teams in the league, despite the injury issues. So, to be honest, it's probably still the, the way you've written it. Sun, Saka, Bowen, Eze and Boomer Palmer. I just I just flip Eze and Boomo. MRCX is after 12 game weeks. What are your thoughts on Luton's performance in the Premier League? Did you expect them to do worse? Um, No, not really. I mean, they're not on a huge points total, are they? I think they've kept themselves competitive in the majority of games. They've given teams a, a challenge. They're well organised. I quite like the manager. I think he would like to probably play a more expansive game at the moment, but knows the limitations that he's working with. Um, and to be honest, since Chelsea in game week three, maybe you could argue Villa had a game against them recently. No one's kind of really dispatched them too comfortably. So I think they're doing fine. They, Burnley and Sheffield United and Bournemouth, will obviously be hugely infused by that that Everton news. Because the one thing about Everton is as well, Ethan what I keep saying, their fixtures are a dog. For a long time. I haven't got them in two consecutive green fixtures till after April. So they never have a consistent run where you'd fancy them to get two wins and a bounce. Now, they've had some very good results recently, ironically, particularly away from home, right? Winning at Palace, winning at Brentford, uh, winning at West Ham. That's that's three great away results. You couldn't think any of them near the bottom could replicate that, right? No, I'd still think Everton will be fine. Uh, thank you, Vish. That's, that's very kind of you to say, mate. Uh, Atul Balaji says, "A no players going down is almost an expectation nowadays. So I have no blame on the team or players. I felt that Spurs went down for everything last weekend. Do you think that's an Ange thing? No, I think that's a Wolves bias thing, Atul. I'd throw that back at you and say, why was no Wolves player booked till injury time, despite some pretty big fouls that went on in the game? So there you go. It's personal bias, right? That Genuinely, that's what that is. And I haven't spoke about that from a Tottenham perspective because it would be that bias so no mate you're seeing that through wolves eyes i'm afraid to say is my opinion uh ty says hi james if you would not own son would he still be on top of your list to bring in asap for example instead of Saka and cash for son and lascelles or Boeing and trips to son and gay cheers no if you've not got son at the moment leave that be and assess this over the next couple of weeks and i'd be thinking in my head right i'll maybe do one in for sort of 17 18 um so now, if you're not on at the moment, I don't, I don't think you'd buy, to be honest. Atul says, what do you think each of the bottom four teams should do to give themselves the best chance of staying up? Get some bloody points, mate, um, would be quite useful. It's easier said than done, but the reality is they've just got to be better than the others. For Bournemouth, it's probably more about getting players fit and a little bit of strength in depth. For the others, it's more about quality. So Burnley needs to stop shipping goals, whether that's adding new centre-backs, or adding for the other end and a centre-forward that they could trust to get the goals. Much of that might depend on, obviously, Lyle Foster's well-being and understand that. Sheffield United have been really unlucky with with injuries defensively. As of Luton, they've got to find quality, use the loan market well. 
you know, getting to someone who, I don't know, to be honest with you, like say if Madison's fit in January, could one of them like, you know, get the Celso on loan or something, like think a bit bigger and do that sort of thing, which would be a short-term move, but the benefit of staying up would obviously outweigh the short-termism on that, for example. Um, so I think they've got to be clever in the loan market. Burnley, we think, can spend. The other two, it's more difficult. I still think now, unfortunately, it's going to be really difficult for Luton Sheffield United. Burnley and Bournemouth have got a little bit more power, I think, in the January window. Uh, Super Science said, when was peak fantasy for you? I get a warm, fuzzy feeling when I think back to 12-13 with Michu, Van Persie, Bale, Cozzolo and Berbatov at Fulham. For me... Um, I'd say the game I always think of was a game Tottenham won at Everton. We won 6-2 at Everton and it was the last good Tottenham performance under Pochettino um, just before Christmas 2018. Last good Premier League performance anyway. And um, just before that, I decided to get Tottenham players in. Now, for those who listened to Planet FP early, I'd never got Tottenham players. Didn't want to curse them. Yep, I finished 21K in the world the year that Delhi and Kane went mad and I never owned them all year. Um, I certainly own them Leicester players all year. Um, it was that, that year and the year after when we finished setting to Chelsea as well, sorry. So, yeah, I decided in the build-up to that that I was going to invest in, like, uh, it was definitely Sun. Might have been Trips. And I think I had another one as well. It might have been Kane, but I definitely had Sun and he went off in that game. Uh, and so that was the peak because then I had the, oh my God, I've not cursed Tottenham. Like I got Tottenham players in and it went really well. So that's the moment that probably sticks in my mind from a fantasy perspective. Otherwise, I guess I'm saying, what, 17, 18 when, when we started the podcast, I guess. Uh, Sokan says, what are the teams to target during the festive, busy festive December? As in to buy so, look, Tottenham-Newcastle-Villa, that game week 18 is fairly self-explanatory. Manchester City on either side is fairly obvious. You want a consciousness of the players that are going to go to AFCON and the Asian Cup afterwards, which is going to be sort of game week 21 onwards. Brentford, if the double game week happens with Manchester City. But again, you should note that Mbumo will be away from game week 21. I think Wolves have a, a quietly attractive period coming up. Um Bellegarde is 0.0% owned if anyone's interested in using that as an enabling midfield option. Um, he's not out of my thinking, but it probably doesn't particularly work for me. So there's a number of teams for you. Burnley actually have a pretty good run over Christmas as well. So that Luton's not terrible. Luton have got some good away games. They've got some tough home games, but they've got some good away games. It balances. And Morris is down to like 5.3 or something. I'm not buying a buy Morris. Fine. It might enable for you, right? Chelsea's obvious. They've got the best of it over that period. Greg Frost says, hi, James. How do you feel about Leno to rotate with Ariola until game week 19 wildcard? Uh, Diaby to Mbumo game week 14 locked in. So which one did you play this week? You got Leno at home to Wolves and you got Ariola at Burnley. Now, which one did you play? So Ariola's better than 14. Yeah, I get it. Leno's better in 15. Then they play each other in 16. That's ugly. Uh, West Ham have the better of 17. Fulham have the better of 18. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But one of them will go off when you leave them out. You know how this works. I don't think either's fixtures are bad enough to make me think I'd want I'd need to rotate it. But I get it, right? Particularly if you had if you've had Ariola from 4.0, 
and your other 4.5 shy and you want to get Leno. Yeah, fine. It's some principal decent idea in it. Natasha says, hello, James and co. Enjoying the international break. Look forward to the India versus Australia Cricket World Cup final on Sunday. Uh, Running Man says, play Diaby or buy it and Bumo for this game week. That's a play Diaby, mate. Uh, I covered that right near the start. Eshan says, hey, James, uh, Mitoma to Mbumo this week or cash to James Saliba. Can we roll? Can we roll? It feels a bit early for Reese James, a little bit. Um, if you're going to go Saliba, it's probably sooner rather than later. But I don't know. I still arguably prefer cash in that fixture, right? It's, it's offensive for him. So I'd roll, I think, mate. Uh, Jacob says, hi, James. Hope you're well. A uh, bit of a random one, but is there a specific website you use for watching games back? Either in full or just clips. Cheers. No. Uh, it's whichever one Nico manages to rip from for me. <laughs> Ask Nico. A Jacob NH says, Everton 10 point deduction confirmed. Yeah, we've heard. Uh, yeah, I've seen there's plenty coming in with the, the Everton story. Thank you, um, Patrick Flanagan. I've, I've obviously covered my thoughts when I saw it. We must give such thanks for breaking the news. Sorry. Uh, Owen Jones says, Does Joe Roden have any future with Tottenham? He's a better player than Eric Dyer, short and long term, and Leeds have been very impressed thus far. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It's not quick enough. So it's end of game, mate. So I like Joe. Good, solid defender. Um, with all due respect, it's one thing doing it at that level and doing it against a team that's going to dominate the ball for 60% of football matches is completely different. Um, so it's incomparable. Wales fans always told us how amazing he was. Yeah, but Wales played counter-attacking football back to goal a lot. Sorry, but their backs to goal a lot and dropped off deeper, and that's suitable for him because his defensive qualities are good. Um, does he have a future at Tottenham? No. Does he have a future as a future Premier League player? Be surprised. I'm, I am surprised that a the likes of a Sheffield United or Luton or Burnley didn't look at him. Maybe they did. Uh, I mean, it says, just a shame uh, you have the injury issues and he couldn't slot in. I guess if you were in Europe and he'd have stayed with the squad rather than alone. To be honest with you, if he was still at the club, I'm not sure that he'd start over Dyer or Davis. That might sound ridiculous, but honestly. Um, I mean, it says, P.S., thank you, James. Lovely to see your face as usual. Uh, cheers, mate. It doesn't feel that way from my perspective. Uh, right, I'm going to cover down to... Um, I can see Ryan's comment on Everton's point deduction. So I've done. So I'm going to go to Birth Media because I'll be honest, guys, I need to blow my nose fairly soon. Uh, Brian says, hi, James. I have Mitoma. Move to Eze in 13 or 14. Uh, if you're going to do it, it's now, right? You miss Luton and then you go in for West Ham, Bournemouth, Liverpool, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea. So if you're going to go, get it done, is what I'd say on that. But I'd maybe leave it. Uh, ben Ayou says, do you think Salah could be a Ballon d'Or contender this season, considering he isn't playing at his best right now with his current goals assist? Uh, when those performances peak, uh, league trophy possibly yeah but also obviously he's going to go to AFCON right so Egypt's performance could have a really big bearing on that if Egypt won AFCON and Liverpool won the Premier League then uh, I guess uh, he would be in contention but I don't know if not playing in the Champions League might count against him if they won like the Premier League the Europa League and he won AFCON then he's probably really in contention unfortunately the team trophies does have a big bearing we know that James Brennan says hi James best Stones replacement would you just stick we need information. There was conflicting information on Stones. 
prior to the break because Guardiola had said he was like, oh, he suffered a big setback is what he'd said. So everyone thought, oh, he's going to be like a month or so again. But then he'd said on the Friday um, before they played Chelsea, he said he couldn't rule him out the game against Liverpool. So we need some information. If he's back, keep him, definitely. Uh, he's a player I had my eye on. If he's out, I would still probably look at that chain move, right? So back into Arsenal if you're not in trouble, Arsenal, and then move it on to Chelsea. Or go early for Chelsea if you feel you've got the luxury. Uh, Addy Tor says, what league of Man City going to end up in if Everton got a 10-point deduction? I hope you feel better saying it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but... I've been consistent in saying that I didn't think relegation was beyond the question for for Manchester City. Um, I read some interesting process of thought from, uh, I think it's Martin Calladine from The Ugly Game, who's a really good investigative journalist. And he fully thinks that if City and Chelsea are found guilty, they should be stripped of all the Premier League titles they've won over the last 20 years or so. That that's That's what he thinks. And they should be demoted to some sort of hell. <laughs> there's plenty that think worse than me uh birth media says hi james end of season uh kane has won bundesliga and champions league and top scorer and possibly in contention for the ballon d'or buy and accept a bid from chelsea how do you feel going into next season not bothered mate i'm not bothered i've spoken about this yeah he's tearing it up at Bayern munich wonderful um when I look at, I've done a piece today, which will be out for advanced and intermediate plus tier patrons on talking tactics later today on Conor Gallagher and the energy he's bringing to, to Chelsea, which is inspiring others in terms of pressing from the front. Can't do it in the same way for Harry. Now, listen, if you stick Kane in the Chelsea team, you obviously score shitloads, right? If you put him back in my team, he scores shitloads. If you put him at Man City, he scores shitloads. Tottenham need to move on into a different direction. As long as he doesn't rock up at Arsenal, I don't really care. It's in the same way Pochettino's at Chelsea. I, I don't really care. They're not my rival. I've said that a hundred times over. Arsenal is my rival. So as long as he doesn't go to Arsenal, I'm not really, I'm not really bothered if that's where he ended up going. Right, that is all uh, for the live stream. If you're watching live, smash a like. Thanks for joining on the questions. Sorry, this one's a bit shorter, but I'm feeling rough as, to be totally honest. Uh, so lots of love, as always. If you're listening to the audio, uh, smash a five-star rating. Be hugely appreciated. Uh, I will be back with uh, Clayton on Monday. Um, I know a lot of you enjoyed the podcast I did with Clayton a few weeks ago during the last international break, where we looked at some statistics from teams. I've tasked Clayton with going away and coming back with some statistics for discussion on players of FPL interest this time. So we'll be doing that as our extended podcast on Monday. If you want to support the show, www.patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Do it because you want to support planet FPL or do it if you want additional content. Uh, that's all. Thanks very much. Smash a like for the benefit of those on the audio. Cue music, please. Manchild. The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.